Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Well, well, here we are. Mid trying to sound more. Wait, er, now yeah. we're coming in. There we go. Okay, you get it. Yeah, I'm you... here. <laughs> All right, success. What yeah. Do you wanna... What <laughs> today? By the way, <laughs> you can hear yourself. I'm psyched. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm Jackie Cation. By the way, the the, Are you the tiniest success I'll, I'll take at this point. Exa- well, are you talk to me about it? It's uh. So uh, uh hi hi. I saw I... you yesterday. Right, we had comedy lunch. And we had a classified conversations yesterday. Classified, that's You should right. sit next to us when we're not at, uh, have, don't have mics in front of us because we talk shit about <laughs> Yeah, the shit is really, you, you, if you love these conversations, <laughs> wait till the BS flows over at the Magnolia Grill but that on was, the midday. That was fun. That Thank was you for fun. organizing that. You had like 20 people show up. It was, it was almost too many. It was, yes, uh, it, it just kept coming. It was like that scene. Everyone said yes. Yeah. Everyone said yes because it was the fourth. Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and, um, and and no Aug- one had plans. No one had Much plans. Like- well, Augie said yes. Augie and Julie were going to come with their kids, and they uh, they canceled. Mm. So uh, in the end, I was psyched. Fuck you, Augie. Psyched you didn't. Is come. that why you even had what? this whole podcast today? Is to that's say- why I said so I could say fuck you, Augie. Because uh, well, at seventeen people, I was devastated because I didn't realize it would be the only. It's a great story, you guys. I didn't realize that the place is. Be- by the way, every time you tell a story and interrupt it by saying it's a great story, that it makes the story better. It does help. It can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt. I have this to say. Yesterday, I uh, sent an email off. To to my first ever time, you know how many times somebody has said, "Hey, can I feature for you on the road?" Right. Uh, this is the first time I've actually gone to the club and say, "Hey, can I bring a feature?" She's local, oh. and and uh, guess what? Shot down. Shot down. Oh. She said, "Nope." Really? <laughs> and I was like, "What club?" She works. Down what, she what works. Club? Um. She works the club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so, um, but I guess not. Mm. And Why two women? Uh, I think maybe. Oh, hmm. yeah, very that weird. Been a fine choice. A fine choice. Funny so, lady. Uh, club is mentioned. <laughs> Comic is mentioned. All done via the written word, you guys. So yeah, sorry. Well, next time come to the Magnolia Grill. Exactly. Next time come um, to Comedy Lunch. Huh. Well, I have. I've never done that before. Me I, I was at uh, Minneapolis last week. That's right. You did Acme. Yes. And who did you? Who did you work with? Um, Do you remember? Of course, I know first names. Um, right. Let's hear it for Ali. Ali, and hosting? Uh, actually, Ali Sultan. I remember his last name because it's mm-hmm. kind of an iconic last name. Right. And then Greg. It's no Mon- Mohammed Rodriguez, which is. <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> Martinez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please quote your own act. Yeah. Or Jackie. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, that's my act. <laughs> I know. I'm, wow. Guess who's. I have. Uh, I have my head is so far up my ass. This what? is going to be a great episode of but, me but speaking for Gre- an hour. Greg. Uh, I, oh, Greg? I, yes. It was okay. a feature act. Very, both very funny. Of course. Um, and the uh, fun shows. Mm-hmm. And I felt like. Uh, the Fuller shows, I I realized something about myself. Maybe I've thought this before, but I when when there's not enough people in the showroom and I get angry, that's when I'm my true self. 
when right, I feel you're insulted. You're, it's, you're loose. Yes. You're able. Yeah, like, so Thursday was pretty packed. First show Friday, first show Saturday, really nice and packed. Right. Nice audiences. And I was like, you know, joke on point, like yeah. trying to be perfect. Yeah. You know? And I think they were, <laughs> all jokes were executed correctly. Like I would say it, it was one of those shows where, yeah. yes. And like I saved them in my uh, iPhone as uh, all material in case I need to listen to an all material set, right? Okay, yeah. And then the late show on Friday was like half full. Same same with Saturday. Yeah. No, it was Fourth of July weekend. That's not too bad. That is a for bad. a half. Yeah, okay. No. It, so, are you yeah. kidding? The first week of July in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, beautiful it's great. out. And uh, but I was still. And then then the Friday I didn't get up till late, and the audience was like, oh, they were just wasted, were and I was like fuck you and then i realized <laughs> i feel so good when i'm saying fuck you like that's right that's when i'm my true comic core self <laughs> and even though you know it probably wasn't technically a better set than the first show right i mean if you look at jokes permitted or whatever right i was like oh that, i'm more me when i'm but it annoyed was, but it was super fun it was loose and yeah you know, those are great shows to watch those are super fun I yeah mean, anybody who can sustain that fuck you attitude in yes. front of a a, a, a well attended attended uh very attentive uh, group of people yeah. who are just there to be supportive and you but can no, say it, fuck you to them. They're tired so they're not laughing a lot. Right. And then so and you, then that uh, of course that in, I, it so aggravates So there's a little me. more footwork. So there's more footwork which loosens yeah. you up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I love, I, yeah, I love both of those. I mean, both of those sets have have their own joys, right? Yes, right, right, right. Yeah, but the 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 joy of being loose and kind of in in their face is kind of fun. And then you forced me to bring Jackie and Lori t shirts on a road gig where I was only doing carry on luggage. And I love the fact that they, when you told me this story yesterday at lunch, is that they were sitting next to your books. Well, and first you were of like, all, nope, they're... I'm still not going to sell any. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't work at the Gap. I'm not sizing, I don't want to <laughs> size people and, and hold up, uh, oh, I think this works best on you. I don't give a fuck, you know? I told you to get a dude, get one of the door guys to do it. I, uh, one of the comics was helping me. Okay. And then, it, but, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's, no. I'm not, I'm not a shirt salesperson. But, but you I, are a book salesman. Yes, I did. I, I decided to order a bunch of shitty moms and have them come to, uh, to you know, they do overnight free shipping. Shitty moms That's is the easier. book that got published like three years ago that you wrote. 2012, five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. Very still funny. relevant. Still relevant. Still yeah. possible no to be a jokes. shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Still Seriously. possible to be a shit, shit mom. Hilariously. Anyway, thank you. But uh, so I had them shipped and uh, I sold them, made a little bit of profit off of that. Yeah. Signed, you know. Yeah. There you go. And that seemed and more. And some books. Yeah. And I'm like, I wrote it. So I feel like, okay, it, it just feels more like a thing I'm comfortable selling. And, and I, uh, it's weird. I also don't feel comfortable selling a CD that's full of material people just heard, you know? Interesting. Interesting. Um not, not full of, but has some. And also when I, uh, while I was listening to my CD to hear a joke, I'm like, oh, my voice. Like, I, I can't, <laughs> I don't want to even push that. Like, I'm, the only f- thing I'm, I'm not embarrassed to sell is a book. This is a quality problem, Lori Kilmartin. I mean, the rest of us are out there going, I can make an extra hundred bucks a week. I can make an extra <laughs> 300 bucks a weekend. I'm going to do it. 
I'm gonna suck it up. I know what you're saying. I uh, yeah. So uh, do whatever you gotta do. Yeah. And so I, so but, you're gonna so give have, me those shirts back. I have them. <laughs> I have them in the car, and they're rolled Excellent. up. They're and rolled they're up. they're also the same color as every piece of clothing I own, black. So <laughs> I couldn't like one time I brought my my um, slip and, and had it in the t-shirt pile because I yeah. it just oh. mixed in. I'm like, God damn it, I can't do this. When you told me that they were black, the same color as the rest of your clothes, I was like, What did you pack a cat in there? And you were afraid that there was gonna be hair on it. I was like, no, Why did it? Matter. Oh, you I just brought regular co- clothes I, in with the t-shirts. Yeah, I plan for coffee spills. Right. You're like, oh, these are. I don't this want is to wash everything. T-shirt. This is a pair of my jeans. Oh, this is my slip. Well, my shirt. Yeah. Right. It was. That's hilarious. I thought for some reason you thought that it was going to get dirty or. I, no, like they all look the same, and I, I'm, I'm trying to go get through a pet them. Rabbit. I don't know what I. And thought. then they're just <laughs> then they're just lumps <laughs> of shirts I have to take on a in my in my suitcase. Right. Yeah, I, I have no sympathy for this. You should have sold at least nine T-shirts. I, I gave have no... one away. Well, that's, again, a great financial decision. Because then, then I have to, the, who's Jackie and Lori? Well, I'm Lori, and Jackie's somebody else. And we have a podcast you obviously don't listen to. So why don't you buy a shirt? It's one of your best credits, though. It's one of your oh biggest my... credits these days. It's my only credit now. Uh, oh, hilarious. Um, and so you are working like a fiend on your... Yes, I did 16 Come sets last set. week. Not that I'm competitive because <laughs> you did so many sets in New York. And I'm like, it's I wonder New York. how many. I wonder how many sets I, I can get here. That's amazing. 16 in Los Angeles. Yeah, 16. And I have 19 sets so far this week that I that I have uh, set up to That's do. That's great. Well, and, it's, and, and I'll say this is 15 sets ago, I almost emailed JP and canceled the set. Right, right. Because I couldn't. It, I was like, no, it's not working. I can't get the last joke to work. I can't get the last joke to work. And then I reworked. I added two lines of a joke that he had kind of approved of. And yeah, I added right. that beginning joke. And then it started. Then so as of four sets ago, I'm like, no, 85% ready. 85% So, so ready. obviously the last joke was working and then it stopped working because you had to take something else out that helped amplify it or something? Yeah. Or why, yeah, yeah. why did it stop working? It stopped working because it made uh, my fella, Andy Ashcraft, it vilified him more. And the audience was like, he isn't justified. Oh, right. It, they, it made them have more. So you, going, you lot, why was he so mean to you? Did you have? You, so you had to lose a joke that set him up a little bit better. Yeah, I, okay. I, I had, I had gotten rid of a joke um, that um, they thought wouldn't fit, and it was a long joke. Right. And so what I did was I just uh, this is an interesting uh, editing is, pol- uh, it thing is. too because then I found essentially the essential part of that joke that is the setup and the punchline. Yeah. Uh, and so you just had extra. <laughs> right. There was plenty of other extra information that may or may not be interesting to the American public when I tell that joke. Uh, but right. uh, the setup and the punchline, could, I added those back in. So it's just two lines. That's great. Uh, about how I believe myself to be a burden and how he reassured me that I was not. Yeah. Uh, with a punchline. You'll be happy to know, people. And then uh, and then I could do that last joke where he is a good guy. That's great. And then he's just I, lo- I love human. that. I love that story, that burden story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's because I'm, I'm like, oh, that's that must be what it's like to be married. I'm taking these headphones off. They're scratchy. Oh, fair enough. We'll take them off. Okay. It's, uh, so, um, um, so, yeah. You- so I did that. And um, so I have a thousand sets. But I was the overthinking that I've done. What I was, and I and I started telling you this at lunch, and I stopped because I thought I'd tell you here. Okay, is uh, <laughs> that um, the overthinking of the set? The last time I did a set for Conan, I mm-hmm. probably worked on it six times. Right. 
but they were older jokes. Yeah. And um, and then you did your set. And it's interesting being inspired by other comics and the way they work their comedy, the mm-hmm. way they do their material. Because mm-hmm. we are very different comics. Mm-hmm. But when I think about like the way Bamford also works her comedy is what I've learned from her and what I've learned from you. And you two, by the way, are the and Regan are the three people that I've hung out with the most really? <laughs> in the last year and a half. That's crazy. So Because I barely knew you. Right. We're 80 huh. hours into a friendship here, <laughs> Kilmartin. You don't know it. And... I end all my friendships at 100 hours, <laughs> just so you know. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> tune in. Buy some T-shirts. I really don't want a garage full of T-shirts. Go to ComedyFilmNerds.com in their store. Okay, so, um, but the 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 crazy thing is, is that, so the way you do it is that you literally, because, and, and what makes you a really good monologue writer for Conan is that you look at the jokes as words and, and pauses and mm-hmm. punchlines and setups. And you it's very surgical. It's very analytical. And so you're like, well, I'm going to work this joke and this, these sentences in a row and make sure that I say them correctly and I see if maybe I could change one word. And so that is what I've been doing with this set. And it's a fascinating experience. And it's been kind of like when I've gotten it right, and yeah. we can say that uh, I've gotten it right twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, once at the improv um, and once at Flappers. Uh, Flappers gave me eight sets last week. Amazing. Yeah. The Love improv. Flappers. Love uh, the improv. Has given so me nine cool. sets this week. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And they're just five minute sets and they're workings. But, yeah. um, but the, that's what, that's what you need. And that's all I want. Yeah. So it should, it's, it, I, yeah. You're it's in a zone. Really nice. You don't want to be doing other material even. You just right, want to. Right. I don't, yeah. don't want to work on the rest of it. I just, I mean, there are jokes that I want to work on, but not this week. Starting the 13th. Can, starting the 13th. Yeah. I will, I will work on. That other joke that I love. Anyway, so the, the two times that it worked right, I could see your method work mm. the way it's worked. Now, I can't – it has not yet been – I haven't dri- driven the groove enough mm-hmm. to make it hit every single time. Yeah, yeah. I destroyed – I did a work in, just five-minute work in at um, Hot Tub on Monday. Yeah. The night before last. Yeah. And, um, and I destroyed, but – uh, I could have sat up there and bent a spoon in half and done very, very well. They're a great crowd, yeah. They were an amazing crowd. <laughs> they were on fire. Yeah. So I, it was, it was, yeah. So it, and, and the, the, it was close to 90%. That's I just, great. All, what I've got now is I've, uh, is I thought I could take out the burden joke, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it didn't work again as well. Uh, so I didn't know. So I literally, I'm working Almost word by word with this with this set, which is hilarious. That's great. I mean, you you forget how other jokes influence the next joke. Yeah, and you you know you just think of them as Lego pieces you can take out or delete and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah, and uh, and how a couple you know, especially on a in a five minute set, a ten second sentence that's unnecessary will really weigh a joke down. And, right, and. Then because it's half of its rhythm, half of comedy is rhythm and you want to get the audience in on your rhythm. And and if they're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. That was wobbly. Then they they instinctively hold back just a teeny bit and you get their balance. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're playing with um, with, you know, just saying as little as possible to get 
as many laughs in as you, as you can, you right? Know? And it it all shows up more on a TV set, you know. And you're on you're when you're on that stage, you feel it. You feel every pause. You feel every oh, oh, oh hiccup, you know, or, or oh, you know, I didn't need that word. You you feel it more than you feel it at a club. So the more you can, yeah, pay attention. And and it's a weird way to do a set because you're constantly listening to yourself while you're performing instead of being in the moment with a crowd. Yeah. So it's a it's a strange way to perform for like one or two or three weeks, you know. Yeah. It's really a weird. I mean, I genuinely got bored in the middle of the of the set. Yeah. And so I lost the rhythm and I lost the words. Wow. And then uh, I was like, no, no, in the moment. Yeah. You didn't say the words right. Guess what's happening? They're they've lost their balance. Yeah. So they're not they're not in the groove. And so it is. But it's what I have to say is that it's fascinating is that I've learned this from you and it's a weird thing to learn, you know, 30 years in. It's such, it's a great thing to learn, the fact that I can still learn. But I mean, I, I feel like I've learned that from writing monologue for Conan. Because right. we we go through the jokes and we go through them again and then, you know, we, we sit and read the – like after they've been picked and after they've been sent to, you know, cue cards, again, we're like – Wait, should we? Do we still need this word? Do we need another word to just set this up a little bit? Like we have wow. five people going. Is this clear? Is this not clear? Do we need this oh. constantly? As you go, th- each joke goes through like, like you many know, iterations, three different yeah. you know versions of doctors looking in and going, <laughs> okay, the patient's okay, keep moving, yeah, <laughs> right, right, and then you know, and then it, it, to the very end where you know Conan goes over backstage right before the monologue, and we we hear him say it. Again, but in a, in his he's in a performance space. It's, we're yeah. not sitting in backstage where he's kind of reading it. He's like he's Conan the performer now. We hear it in his voice as a performer, and we're like, oh wait, maybe it needs a this little thing. Right, you right. Know? There's constant retooling, yeah. just to make um, you know every joke as lean as possible. Right. And if I had heard of that, not you know having seen you done it, mm-hmm. do it, whatever mm-hmm. words again. Uh, so. But if I hadn't seen the process that you went through to do your set, I think I would be like, what an irritating process. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to be any part of that fucking process. But I watched how it worked for you. And, and I was like, well, let's try it. Let's see what can mm-hmm. be done. Because my style on stage is so much looser than yours. Yes, you and have a very it, storytellerish yeah, style. Much improvisation, more, much more improvisational. It's an I feel open like. world kind of gaming system. <laughs> you can go anywhere. And yeah, so I don't know what you said. Okay, it means a thing. <laughs> and uh, but it's uh, yeah, so it is. It's fascinating. And uh, just because uh, for cl- closure on the topic, what I learned from Bamford watching her do her stand up for low these fifteen mm-hmm. years. 20 years is that is is more uh, uh topic is like I, I i learn to take more risks in 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 choosing what to speak of right and where to go and and being okay with the first time i tell a joke if they're interested in the story yeah it's almost enough for the first time yeah yeah, yeah. you're like no the punchlines will come Right. Is this something that these 200 people want to hear about? Oh, my God. So, yeah. which right. is its own lesson. Yeah. And took me a long time to learn. And so, because she's like, no, I'm going to talk about this weird, you know, left earball hair. And uh, whether or not these people give a shit about it, we're going to find out. Yeah. And then she'll wander around. And, and if they aren't interested, it will go the way. Because that's what comedy's like. If it does not get a reaction, you stop doing it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the 
greatest things that isn't writing that makes it not writing right it's like you perform and respond perform and respond so and regan i don't i've only seen him perform like 20 times over the last three years right but i will watch his entire set every time i open for him just because and his thing is like one time i said something to him about uh we were talking about some comic and i said oh that guy's shouty and wiggly he's not my he's not for me and uh (laughs) And there was this I pause. I just thought of 300 comedians. <laughs> I couldn't even narrow it down. Right. Well, and the thing is, there's this pause, and Brian goes, I'm shouty and wiggly. And I said, oh, not you. Not you, sir. Uh, that is not what I was speaking of. And Because uh, shouty and wiggly, just for the point of being shouty and wiggly, not with any content. Yeah, you're distracting with us with your lack of jokes. Yes. yes. I, you and your lack of jokes can fuck off. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. And uh, <laughs> so, but... Um, yeah, so but so what I learned what I'm beginning to learn from mm-hmm. him is the both both what you do and what Bamford like what we all do, you know, like his choices of what yeah. he wants to talk about and how he can make it like cuz in the last couple of years he's tried to get more political and it's fascinating. Really? Yes. Like overtly talking no, naming not, names or issues. No, issues. Mm. He's trying He's trying to get people, like, you know, a lot of his comedy, and I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, and, you know, I could, we can all read metaphors into whatever. Right. But I think he, you know, his comedy, the purpose of his comedy is to bring people together. You yeah. know, he wants everyone to, you know, he's a people pleaser, yeah. like many of us, and he wants everyone to have a good time. Yeah, right. But he also wants, like, two years ago, his last 15 minutes was entirely about courtesy. It was about politeness wow. and about keeping your shit together yeah, when yeah. you were in line. Yeah. And then now some of it is it's it's tolerance. Oh. Like it's peppered throughout his set right now is just Interesting. acceptance and tolerance and just sort of, yeah, you know what? Just get along. He, I bet he gets a lot more Trump supporters than the average comedian. They you know? are, yes, they are... Th- I think they envision him a lot more conservative than he is. You, yeah, I just think every audience he doesn't yeah. swear and he doesn't right, right. really talk about bodily functions ever. But he, that's just because he doesn't write those jokes. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he isn't compassionate and have empathy for poor people. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't want to cut your Medicaid necessarily. No, no, he's a good egg. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but yeah, it's um, and his his standup is is not overtly political at all. It is just genuinely sociopolitical in the way that all of our, you know, there's always a B-plot. There's always a message underneath every, even shitty piece of art. There's, you know, you try to watch, I don't know, what was it, uh, Drumline? Did you ever see Drumline? No. Well, there's no reason to, uh, except for that it's super fun. It's about Mm -hmm. uh, a guy who gets a... a, a... You know I don't like fun. Okay, yeah. (laughs) We don't have time for you and your fun. It's it's about a guy who goes to a university on a a drum scholarship and we find out that he can't read music. And so, and it's uh, it's about work ethic. That's the Mm B-plot. The B-plot is... Yeah, you know what? Your talent is amazing. In other news, uh, you're going to have to learn how to read music and you're going to have to work at something. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to go to a shitty school and then bad things are going to happen. How did this... How, how did we get here from... How about the Morgan Murphy tweet? Did you see the Morgan Murphy tweet? No, but wait, let me just, yeah. before I forget, um, Ada Rod- Rodriguez has a really funny pro-life joke. Really? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a chunk. It's funny. 
Oh, good. And I was like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. And I and it made me and it, it made Ada me laugh. Rodriguez. Yeah, we. She's been a comic of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her, right? Well, I need to see her again because I need to meet everybody nine times. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's I, very all funny. right. And it's and it's pro. It's anti-choice. It's it's an um, anti-choice joke. Oh boy, here we go. We got to use the word right because is it a she pro? Ta- well, I I wouldn't say it's exactly pro-life or anti-choice it's it's okay it's commenting on making the decision yeah to abort and yeah. it's uh from a different point of view okay from someone who uh, who didn't make that choice and it's very funny uh i don't know i just thought it was really funny and i hadn't heard it before that's amazing because you almost every com- especially in la or new york every if a female comic's talking about abortion it's like T- totally it's l- often it pro-abortion <laughs> it's off it's le- it's literally not pro-choice yeah. it's pro-abortion because that's funnier yeah right so pro-life would be literally anti-abortion anti-choice would be yeah, the way I don't, to go i want to like hang all these adjectives on her chunk right i'm just her, yeah, her, saying her, her it's bit. really funny from her point of view right her abortion chunk is funny yes there we go and i would love to now see it because yeah. we the thing is 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 I mean, from a political standpoint, I clearly I mean, she might I'm, just be throwing it out there. Like, I don't know if it's, a, it's officially a chunk in her notebook that's, you know what I mean? I'm well, just saying she just had a point of view on it that I hadn't heard on stage that's from awesome. a female comic. Yeah. And I really liked it. Well, I really not. I need to hear it now yeah. because yeah. Cause it's. Uh, I don't want to jinx it in case she was just fucking right, around. And, and I don't want you to tell it to me. I won't. Because. Uh, First of all, we can't do other people's material yeah. justice on this on anything. And then really, Mohammed Rodriguez, well, no? Mohammed okay. Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, I can, can do I can do your act <laughs> backwards and forwards, Kill Martin. Anyway, so um, but yeah, it's uh, no. Now I need, but now I need to hear it because I wonder what the fuck. Okay, so Morgan Murphy. Morgan Murphy tweeted that she did a club in Rod, uh, Rochester, New York. Yeah, and that everyone should do it. And hmm. so I uh, direct messaged her and I said. You know the kind of per- person I am. Uh, who books it? <laughs> who books it? Who books it? You know I follow you, right? You know okay. I follow you, and I do stand-up comedy. Uh, who books the crazy Rochester club? And so she sent me the phone number. Yeah. Which um, I'm not calling. I haven't called. What was the last time you called a, a brand new comedy club owner, Booker, and tried to How get work? I haven't just called. Ever. I mean, the last time I called anybody. Oh, on the telephone? It's been months. Yeah. Oh, well. Do you text? Is that your thing? Yeah. Uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I have this to say, though, is is I'm, I, I can't call him. I got to email him. I got to find out his email. But she didn't have his last name. Okay. And she only had his first name and his telephone number. So That's a classic comic business relationship, by classic, the way. It is a classic. We don't know who these people are. We go to their, we stay in the hotel they put us up in. And it's like his, it's I think a his handshake. name begins with a J. Right. Like, that's all you know. It's, it's a handshake deal. And you're, and you're like, well, I hope it all works out. And, but I, I'm going to have to gird my loins. I'm going to have to find some loins to gird yeah. and then call this fuck and uh, and swear a lot because yeah, I'm maybe obviously intimidated. <laughs> I'm intimidated by the idea that I have to call a person yeah. out of the blue like it's 1992. True. And it's just weird. And then what I want him to do is to tell me to have him tell me to fax my avails and send him a VHS. <laughs> do you have your lifetime girls night out you could send him? No, I never got booked on that, bastards. Oh, I'm sorry oh, I brought it up. Exactly. Did you do Evening at the Improv? I did. I, uh, no. I didn't either. I did uh, Comedy on the Road. Me too. 
with John Biner. Biner? Yep. Who I didn't know he was. And everybody, all the comics had to stand in a line and say it was amazing to meet him. And uh, I stood in that well, line. Well, I meant it genuinely. I was <laughs> That's amazed. That's because people who knew, people who knew who he was, I just sort of listened to whatever the person, it was just like church. Yeah. Whatever the person in front of me said. <laughs> and I said, it's uh, it's a, it's an honor to meet you. <laughs> and oh my then I God. kept moving. It was, okay, so my favorite set, though, last week was yeah. the work-in I did in the middle of your set. Oh, cool. Remember that? Yes. I had never done such a thing. We, um, I had a spot a at the lab. A 12-minute spot at the lab. Yes. You did three minutes. I did three, and I brought you up. You did five. five and, and then, then I did, did three. three more. It and was And that was hilarious. the end of the set. Yes. Yeah. And two comics came up to me afterwards. They're like, I saw that weird... Set that was amazing, and I was like, "Yes, that's hilarious." So that's cool. But that it was fun. But I had heard of comics doing that, and I had never done it. Um, I so I got home Sunday. It's Wednesday, and then I've just been hanging out with my son. You know, right? Because you got a hiatus week. Yeah, yeah. And, so you haven't uh, done sets? No, not since sun, not since Saturday. Not since Saturday. Saturday. And right. I don't have one till Friday. Oh, wow. and I just kind of wanted to. Uh, you know, first, of, oh, okay. First of all, you're not writing the great American novel in your Wait free time. What's happening? Here's my book. Oh my God! You brought your binder look. of your book. This is how it's going to look when it's printed, right? So, oh, cool. And now, as you can see, I've crossed out a million. <laughs> this, they've given me this version. It's a PDF. And what happened was, okay, so I, 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 I sent my book. I got copy edits. So many. And it was impossible to read. It was like fucking word is a fucking nightmare. It's like right, throwing you gotta socks print it. all yeah. over a room, right? Yeah. But even when you print it, there's like boxes everywhere and, and things crossed out. And I'm like, I can't even read this. So I'm just trying to take this editor's notes, you know, apply them if I think they're right and not. And and a lot of times it's like, move this chapter earlier. And I'm like, okay, let me just throw it here, right? Yeah. Thinking we're going to go do another back and forth. So... The, so then she quits. <laughs> oh, that's right. The yeah. editor so, quit. So but then I give this version back from Copy Edit, which is totally a different person who takes every capital D of dad and does a lowercase and explains why in a box. So I'm like, so again, I can't look at it. It's just a me- it's like a it's like a hoarder's bedroom and you're supposed to envision what the what the furniture is supposed to look right. like, right? Right. And I'm like, I can't. So I can't see the architecture. So I send back all of her, you know, agree with copy edits or whatever, you know. It, sometimes it's like a, a sentence is a clear, you know, th- this is modifying this thing instead. I'm like, "Oh, okay, what? Okay." And then so they gave me back this is the edited copy edited version. And it's written how it's going to look in the book. So it's, there you go. It's easy to read and easy to look at and easy to visualize and go, oh, my name's on this. Okay. So yes. now I can take responsibility for this again. <laughs> and I didn't, it, it was just a fucking mess. And I was like, this isn't my book anymore. I don't know these people. Right. And now I'm, I'm going, okay, now I can see the changes I need to make. There's yes. a couple... Okay, there's a couple. So there's things that there's are advice clear. I took because I just gave up. I was tired of explaining. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with this, and here's why. And now I can see it and go. I, I immediately go. I was reading a paragraph. I'm like, that's not my sentence. And then I go, yeah, it wasn't. It was added in, and I yes. and I was too tired to take it out. Right. And now I'm able to go. See, this is what it is, and you know, this chapter needs to go back to its original place. Right. Because you know? there was a reason. There was a reason. There was a so, flow. So now I'm gonna, you know, let them know uh, that they've chosen some things. poorly. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's very helpful to see it like this, and um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, whatever. And the other thing, like I get it back, I get the copy of, and the different pages have different fonts. So like, there's all of a sudden there's a paragraph and and point twenty six, and then the next one is like nine points. I'm like, whatever. I can't. 
I can't look at this. And, and if you try to format it all, it, it changes everything to one font. So now the, what's supposed to be bold isn't bold. And it just looked like a mess. You can't yeah. creatively edit something if, if the whole time you're... This way, you can totally... Yes, it yeah. looks like how the book... And I keep trying to... Because I'm doing the audio version. The audio version sounds like something Oh, cool. Fun. Yeah. We're, they're going to record it live. So I'm going to read what? it live. Yeah. Where? When? I don't know. We'll oh figure it God. out. Oh, my God. Yes, um, please. So it'll, it'll seem more stand-up comedy-ish. But uh, Wait, how long will that show last? It'll be a long or a series. Four hours. Or a series? Two hours? A long time. Oh, Why? my God. That's a long time. How many pages is it? Um, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's only as many pages as they want it to be, depending on the margins they want and the font size they use. So it doesn't right, matter. Right. It's thirty six thousand words. It's thirty maybe two hours, two and a okay. half hours. Okay, so we'll have, but we, everyone will be drinking. We'll have, but here's the thing. Like I remember when I would. When I was selling Shitty Mom, I go, you know, to book readings and stuff like that, and I and I pick a chapter and I start reading it, and I'm like, why did I, why did I put that? <laughs> why do I, why do I have two if sentences in a row? You know, why didn't I yeah. change that? Why didn't I notice that? And um, so now I'm trying to go through this reading in out loud, going, yeah, got to read you know, it out loud. Two you ifs can hear in it. a row, which is my fucking pet peeve. Okay, if two sentences in a row start with if, like if and then but, and then and, come on. Mix no, it up. I'm gonna Mix kill you. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm trying to like, and I have a little bit of since it's not. It's How not, about then? I'm gonna. There's no reason for this. And I, by that I mean this podcast, this earth, this life, and the name of the show. Uh, there's no reason for this. So I'm doing that this week, and then you know, you and I are cooking up a little side thing, right? Perhaps. If anybody cares, yeah, yeah. And, let's uh, run that up the flagpole. See, if yeah. Anybody, are you working on that? Yeah, that's I have. That's on my list. Oh, the good. Yeah, <laughs> but I this, but this I didn't realize. Because I've been dodging this for like a week. I've had okay. this and just going, I, I don't feel like this is mine anymore. But and now, now you do. I opened it and I'm like, oh, I can I can wrestle this. This is like a wild bull that I can wrestle down now. You know, yeah. before it was like, it was just like a pen of sloppy pigs and I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> now it's like one animal and I can, you know, I can move these few sentences around and, you know, change this. And Put a ponytail on it. Come on. Hey, let's You're not even comment. staying in my metaphor. That's a it. ponytail I, I on a bull. Know. On a bull. All right. Ty is dicking a knot. I... I want to go home. Is... I is... See this? See what's happened right there? You I already is, did do and done. Uh, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I have issues. And uh, there's nothing to be done. I'm having... A, I don't actually... I'm... I, I, uh, yeah, I'm twitchy as all fuck. I don't Are know. Are you what's having going an on. heart attack right now? I'm you just threw your arm out. I'm having a stroke, <laughs> you guys. And uh, so, uh, my when, when I don't feel well, oh. um, I don't feel bad, but I feel vaguely ick. And uh, because of that, there's more swearing. So, welcome, welcome, everyone. Come and well, watch me do two sets tonight and four tomorrow. It's very hot. It is warm. It is warm, and it doesn't I'm, make anyone feel well. I know. Would, uh, I want to do comic of the week because I think we're at thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Thirty-three. I uh, picked Logan Gunselman. Yay! I saw Logan Gunselman, and uh, she made me laugh. She yeah, made me yeah, laugh. I watched you guys. A, a tape you sent. Yeah, which and is I, very funny. I've seen her a couple of times in the last couple of months, and I saw her do this uh, weird lab show where you had to pick something from a bucket. And her bucket pick was... And uh, that's a topic you have to talk about, yeah, right? Yeah, it, well, okay. it, it, it's supposed to affect your set. So okay. uh, my set 
oh, I will tell you about my set because what I pick because what I did is I ran my five, yeah, and then I picked something out of the bucket. Oh, and good, another five. And um, she, her thing was that she had to refer to herself in the third person. <laughs> and at one point, she said something that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. She said, "Logan has always wanted to refer to herself in the third person." <laughs> <laughs> so Logan Gunselman. I think we all want to be British royals at one point <laughs> in our lives, right? And her Twitter is a dirty guns G U N T Z. Logan Gunselman, you guys. Uh, she is uh, here in Los Angeles, and uh, go and see her do stand-up comedy, because she's funny in a row, my favorite kind. Mm-hmm. Um, funny in a row? Yeah, like one funny thing after another. Oh, okay. That's All my right. favorite kind of stand-up comedy, is not when it's Me funny. someone's and then consistent? Consistently yeah. funny. Yes, it's funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What I had to, what I picked was, and it was funny, because Brian Volke and Gary Peterson run this show, mm-hmm. and... They said, what we did is we put together a bunch of sound effects and you're going to have to do stand-up over it. Someone ringing out somebody, uh, a, a, a coffee machine going in the background, the mm-hmm. moon landing, some cows, mm-hmm. a bunch of different things. And I was like, so essentially me doing a casino in Oroville ah. five years ago is what you're talking about. And so I just did my set. It yeah. was essentially, I was just, and I was like. I need $200 at the end of this because that's <laughs> this is, reminds me of most of my career. The worst <laughs> Uh, casino. I, I. It was in um, Jack Hole. Is not Jack Hole. Jackson Hole. Jackpot Nevada. It's Jackpot. Yeah, oh, Jackpot, Jackpot Nevada. Okay. Jackpot Nevada. And dumbest name town ever. Yes. So you're. Uh, you're okay. The stage is like a a half moon, right? So okay. there's a little stage, and then in front of the stage, where a normal front row would be, yeah. is the bar. You're surrounded by the bar. No. Hold I on. Hate... It gets worse. Then in front of the bar. Uh, uh, jackpot machines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the audience that, then the first row of the audience are actually people playing the slot machines. Yeah. Not jackpot machines. Not jackpot the machines. Slot machine. <laughs> Why didn't you correct me? I said jackpot machines and you just I sat there. Because I think it's been established that words are not my forte this hour. <laughs> this hour is not for so me. So then the first row, which is actually the fourth row of things, are people <laughs> things. playing the slots. And then the audience, they came for the show. Right. So it's a moat. I, one of my least a favorite. Moat of disinterest a moat just a horrible it's bad enough when it's dead space and then a row of of chairs right, right? if it's a bar like have, have you ever done a, a show where, it, where you're people... standing on top of the bar like there's a yeah. bar a bartender but right beyond you there's at the same level of the yeah. bar you're standing there that's a terrible idea as well i don't know who it's, thinks it's bad when people are trying to pay their mortgage during your show <laughs> <laughs> with nickel slots <laughs> right. It's just like, could I pawn? What do you think of this wedding ring? Anyone? Anyone? I'm trying to get it off. And so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Are we done? We, How much time have we done? 37. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have the rest of our lives ahead of us. Um, so I, I did the Ice House. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, the Ice House was fun. I did it with Brian Kiley, your the, coworker. Oh, cool. The big room or the other room? Big room. I've, you know, I haven't done the little room in the so long. The little room's great. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love to do the little room. Yeah. I should talk to him about maybe picking up some extra sets, except for there's so much driving with I doing know, these it's really four, three out. or four sets a night. Yeah. So you, it's um, easy if you're staying right around here. Yeah. It's been great. Like, everybody's been super supportive. Like, I did, you know, like I said, I did nine sets at eight or nine sets at Flappers. Yeah. And uh, I think se- seven or eight sets at Nuck. Um, knuckleheads uh at uh the improv last week but then i also picked up like at least six or seven sets 
just at the the one-offs, you know, coffee yeah, shops sure, and sure. theaters. And, Did you, and... uh, what about uh, Hermosa? Hermosa, I was actually down in Hermosa watching um, fireworks last night, and I walked by the club both there and back thinking, nah, it's not open on a 4th of July. I wonder if I could squeeze oh, yeah. in on a five-minute. Um, I did have an embarrassing, but only to other people. I wasn't embarrassed. I don't care if I don't know anybody. Uh, I, it's, I'm at the I'm at the end of my rope. Uh, mm-hmm. No, <laughs> so you are you're in a mad season of your life right now with it, prepping for this thing. It, it's I, making you crazy. I, and it, it is should. making me crazy. It's a crazy I, making process. Two days ago, I came to the decision that I need to live more in the moment, appreciate the good people that are in front of me, instead of looking at the world like I'm Linda Hamilton in Terminator Two. I don't know if you ever saw Terminator Any reference Two. Reference from 2005 and beyond that I could join in on. Does everything have to be uh, a science fiction reference? Early from- nerd. <laughs> yes. Hello and welcome to my new book, Early Nerd. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, she, well, she always looks and she can always see like this devastating future. And so I look around and I see essentially smoking buildings and everything's Fallujah. But yeah. it's, uh, I don't want to see that. I want to look and see that uh, life is good in front of me mm-hmm. and then try to affect some change if I can uh, with, uh, you know, and try not to be a dick on the road. Right. Yeah. Try to be good in my car. Right. Right. Uh, it's at least the one damn thing I can do. Right. Yeah. And so. Uh, but I am in my head about this. I mean, I literally when I obsess about a set, I like to do it alone silently. Yeah. We are doing it live in real time oh, on this podcast. I know, I know. It's uh, weird, it is, isn't it? It's crazy because making. people know. People know how crazy I am now, and people know how crazy you were for two weeks. Yeah, and I don't approve. Uh, <laughs> it's strange. It is. It is a, a version of live tweeting your process, right? Right, and, and, and you don't know the outcome of your set, right? Because I saw your set, and when I watched you perform that set. I saw none of the work. All I saw was the results of the work. Hmm. When you performed Didrakona, and I was like, oh, she looks like she's having fun. Like, this is all just coming out of her. But we know because of the minutiae of this podcast <laughs> that you went molecule by molecule <laughs> like I am doing with my freaking set. Yeah. So. Um, That's the thing. That, like, and then when you take that off, when you take off those blinders yeah. in, a, in a little over a week, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, I don't even know how to do comedy anymore. Right, like, right. I, I, lie down. But that's the thing in, in Minneapolis, too. I was like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> you have 45 minutes to do. And then then the joke that I, I stopped doing crowd work on a long time ago to yeah. like just get used to its different rhythm without it. I was like, oh, this motherfucker's opening up again. <laughs> Open up all the doors and windows. And let's yeah, see let if the I can air in, just, man. Expand it a little bit. I or can't play. wait. Yes, yes, to play again. I don't feel. Yeah, you don't feel playful in this in this, in this scenario right now. Right, this scenario. I want I want these these jokes to work, and I want them to get every joke, right. and I want them to get every beat. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which is you know that's the work of mm-hmm. it. And when I hear Ron Funches the other night did uh, a, a set at the Improv, and it was very funny. He was talking about how uh, you do stand up comedy because you you really you don't want to 
do a lot of work. You just want to have fun. And then uh, you become, and, and this is not how his joke went, but yeah. this was the purpose of the joke is yeah. that then you, he gets a job on two different sitcoms <laughs> and it's like a, they've tricked him into working for Oh yeah, I have seen Like that 40 yeah, or yeah. 50 hours a week and he's like, the hell have I done to myself here? I just want to do stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> and so now he's like, so the show got canceled. Very sad. Very sad, but not, but not sad. <laughs> I know. There's like, there's always this push if you're a writer, like, oh, you got to leave your show and get another and then do this other thing that's like 80 hours a week. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I right. fucking have it great. I can do what I want to do, which is stand up right. and I do can... what I want to do during the day, which is write jokes. Right, right. It's good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing yeah. wrong with some sitting around time. Refill the well, man. I read The Artist's Way. <laughs> at least 11 of 12 chapters you guys I don't, I don't like to finish this. I started writing again in the morning I'm oh, starting to get my old habits back again oh good uh, which I eliminate because I was working on this thing this book thing for a while in the morning doing that writing every morning so I'm trying to like meditate tent. I'd love to get to the Laura House 2020 you know oh, yeah. but I, I'm a 10 and sometimes I do 10 at night well, you good know? for you and it's not chanting anything I'm just like sitting with my eyes closed and Trying to not just let it all wash over you. Yeah. And let it, let it yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. I've been trying. Yeah, I've been. I literally, I cannot do more than a minute or two right now for right. some reason. But get this. Better than three weeks ago when I wasn't doing anything at all. Right. So yeah. plus uh, I am not in favor of the aging process at this time. What's I happening? Am, uh, well, I don't look. Uh, I don't. I, I don't feel good. About how I look, though I did talk to this great. I have a friend of mine who's a who's a. Uh, this is okay. So I don't know what I'm going to wear for uh, oh, for okay. Conan, right? Right. So I went to Macy's and I spent too much money on clothes that were uncomfortable. Right. And then so today I'm going to take them back. And so I talked Good. to my friend Rodney, who's a who's a professional. He's a, a, a costume guy. Okay. And I he's like, well, what do you want? Do you want? I mean, do you want to stick with this lesbian thing that you got going or? <laughs> Uh, what a horrible friend. <laughs> He's very funny. And, and of course, all people who, who make up hair and, and costume people are the most brutal about your looks. Yes. Yeah. The fucking worst. Because <laughs> they see it all the time and you are just a head and a body. Day. Yeah. It's nothing. It's never worse than when a costume person looks at your body and frowns. <laughs> What are you seeing? <laughs> right. And he was like, okay. So uh, he said, what do you want to look for? And I said, well, you know those sort of like 18-year-old fat girls who go to clubs? <laughs> I want to have sort of that look. And, uh, and he goes, Armenian or not? <laughs> and, uh, it was... he, he wanted to say sparkles or not, but Armenian was actually <laughs> He better. actually said Armo, which is the shorthand for yeah, Armenian. I, I know. And, uh, and I go... Yeah, what what is what is that what would that be? And he's like, Okay, so what you're gonna do if you want the Armo thing, you're going to H and M and Zara and Hollister and Pac Sun. And what you're gonna oh you also Pac need to Sun. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's like, and you're gonna get those skinny jeans, but not super fitted. So you're gonna get them a little big, but they're skinny jeans on the bottom, mm -hmm. and because uh, you don't want to look like a hooker, but you want to look a little bit like a hooker. Mm -hmm. And then you gotta get your nails done a light color. And I was like, gels? And he goes, unnecessary. Just to get really a light colored uh, nail polish that makes people think, why is she wearing white nail polish? And I love how you're embracing your ethnicity. <laughs> Finally, after all these years, right? He was like. 
okay, so, but I don't know that that'll work for Conan. And uh, <laughs> I said, fair enough, fair enough. And he said, and I said, so I have these Han Solo pants that I was thinking about wearing. Han with... Solo pants? That, that doesn't describe anything to me. They're uh, marching band pants. Does that help better? They got okay. a stripe on the side. Okay. Okay. And then like a... Um, Han Solo wears uh, pants with stripes on the side? Yeah, he's got a, a striped pant on the side. They're right. pretty fucking cool. I'm I not going to lie to you. I guess I yeah. haven't noticed. Well, that's because you're looking at his, the rest of them because he's super <laughs> handsome. Anyway, um, so... And I've got these boots that go up to my knees almost. So... I oh, like... so you, the jeans will be tucked into the boots. Yeah. Oh, I like that look. Yeah. So that's that's that. And then, um, and and so, I was like, well, then I just need a top. And he's like, yeah, you got to go something. You should go kind of butch with a kind of a jacket, but kind of something to soften it underneath. <laughs> something a little more feminine, like a, yeah. either a shirt with a V or something with a with a, a rounded collar or collar mm-hmm. that you can unbutton a little bit to make it a little more feminine. And I was like, okay, okay, so that's what I'm gonna do next. Now, but that's that, not that's not H H M. No, he also I he, said H I B. He said go to H and M on H and M. Yes, he's okay. like he's, he's like don't go to the one in the Beverly Center because that's more. Uh, it's the H and M on Hollywood Boulevard is aimed towards uh, Japanese tourists and and young and uh, young people. Uh-huh. And uh, so and there's a czar right next to it that's also much younger. The one in the Beverly Center is aimed towards older uh, people. Okay. And do you know why he knows that? Because he's a professional costume guy. Sure. He's amazing, quite honestly. I went to, I got my shirt, my top at a, the pants I've had for 3,000, they're just black pants. Right, those black pants you wore. And then I yeah. had, uh, I got this gray shirt at Ann Taylor Loft, like, yeah. which is right across from Sirius and Fox Fox News in um, in New York. Yeah. And I think it's it seemed like it's one of those places where people that are about to go on TV stop because they realize they don't have anything and they're right. about to go on right, Fox right. News or something. Yeah, so they had a lot of like anchor lady shirts. Oh, good. So. And you went with that. And Taylor was good too. I, I yeah. You know, they it wasn't too tight, and I and I didn't feel like my boobs were a focus. You know, but they were there. Right, right. They were available if people wanted to look at your rack. Yeah, they were. It was. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. There's part of me that's like, yeah, but I I I want. Um, I've just been eating so poorly in the last four months. Mm-hmm. That might be also why I'm I'm not feeling very good. Yeah. Too much bullshit is a lot of sugar and a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Well, so, you were you you did a thing where you were eating really right where I went off anorexically. Sugar. <laughs> I was eating for a while. Well, I had that nutritionist. It was right. remember because I had the I had the the Pokemon at my uterus. Yes, I had the yes. Thing. And so I thought that I could fix it <laughs> you with had Eastern a squirtle medicine. in your <laughs> and a squirtle in your squirtle. Wow, look at you! <laughs> See Pokemon references; because those happen. At this time last year, we were making squirtle jokes. <laughs> I'll never get squirtle and j- Jigglypuff out of my brain ever. Fair enough. If you've got if you got access to them. Yeah. What? Oh, this week's this week's Dork Forest is, uh, or this last week's was uh, Nat Towson. He's a New York comic, and he uh, yeah. talks Speed Racer, and it was one of the best episodes of the Dork Forest in in a year. Oh, cool. And and not that they are, they're all great. They're all what people love is great to hear about and uh-huh. to talk about. I'm a Racer X gal myself. <laughs> Do you know that Ra- Racer Nat Towson was so funny because he was talking about the literalness of Speed Racer. Yeah. Racer X's uh, real name is uh, Rex Racer. <laughs> because uh, Speed's real name is Speed. Oh. Uh, uh, Mom and Pop Racer, their yeah. names are Mom's Racer and Pop's Racer. And they have uh, th- the name of the Mach 5 and they're, it's it's the, the Racer family owns <laughs> – that's the name of their company. And um, 
And then they had you a know, ro- none of this is real, right, Jackie? Right. Well, the fact is, is neither speed racers literalness was the most funniest thing because they were, <laughs> there was a rival racing company and it was called Rival Racing Company. And the guy's name was like Jim Rival. That's great. And it was unstoppably funny. And it went on like that for it for an hour, you guys. It was pretty fucking funny. Okay. Anyway, so um, that's I it. I didn't that know we were promoting our other podcast during oh, our podcast. Please do. Please do. I'm going to talk about that and my t-shirts. That you guys should all go to Comedy Film Nerds. We're yeah. going to do... Yeah, so we're uh, going to well, do... We'll do a live one and we'll sell to you. I wouldn't mind selling them to people that are Jackie and Lori fans at a, a Jackie podcast. Jackie and Lori. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't want to explain it to people right. who are walking out yeah, I get by so, me, avoiding eye contact. I used to f- insist on doing a Dork Forest, the Dork Forest bit. Yeah. And that would help sell the Dork Forest t-shirts. Yeah. But now... I, pu- I put the Dork Forest t-shirts out, and what I just do stand up, and people are like, what is that? And I was like, all right. Um, I have a podcast called The Dork Forest, and that's a Dork Forest. Well, you've only t-shirt. had it for eight years. Eleven. What? Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah. here's this the is, thing. This is over a year, you realize. Yes. Time has flown. My act actually helps sell Shitty Mom pretty well. Yeah, because you're still talking <laughs> about being a shitty mom. You, you, you're still uh, you're still bank because that, that's yeah. timeless. That's great. For me, it is, yeah. <laughs> When he's in his 30s and you're still doing material about how, you know what, what it's like to be a mother of a 30-year-old? Let me tell you. I'll you could be... do a sequel, Shitty Grandma. Yes, I'll be in my 70s. Who else is in their 70s? What? What? Your what mother. Mean? How's your oh, mom yeah. doing? <gasps> She's gone. She's not dead. Don't get excited. <laughs> She's in Oregon with my sister. There you go. I said, you. I made her leave. I said, I, I, I go, I'm off leave? this week and you can't be at the house when I'm at the house. I, I you know, you need a week to yourself. I need a week in my house by myself. Yeah. Please. Please go to your other daughter. Yeah. And, uh, and she did. I feel guilty cause she's not well. She doesn't feel well. She, she doesn't feel well. She doesn't like traveling. She apparently, you know, she has to get up many times during the night to go to, to the, the bathroom, bathroom. Yeah. and tend to that area. Yeah. And she has to walk up four steps to do it. Yeah. At my sister's house. And oh. uh, so that's a lot for her. Yeah. And uh, so I heard about that yesterday and I'm like, oh, what if when I. When did she get, when did she get there? Like on uh, Sunday? Yeah, she, she left on. on yeah, when I when I got home from Minneapolis, house was empty. Oh, and, oh, you know what? I almost left my keys at the hotel. I I couldn't find my my house and car keys. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, and I turned the room inside out. I was like, oh my god, I've, I I they're gone. I can't get in, and I have no one to call. For the one time I need my mom to be home, she's right, gone. Right. And I'm like, how am I going to? break? If only the boy were a latchkey. <laughs> and I was like, this is how I can test if I can break into. I'm like, okay, I can yeah. maybe pry open that window and stuff like that. And but it still was was looking you, bad. I was going to have to call a locksmith to come to my house because I don't have anyone. No one else has my key that I know. Well, it turns out I could have your key. You can oh, give yeah. me a key. We're friends now. Okay. It could happen. Uh, um, but then I was going to have you come over to my Rontowski, place with a key. Rontowski has one of my keys. Okay. Yeah, I have one of her keys. Um, you know why? Because we're friends. That's what happens. <laughs> and <laughs> it's well, okay. There's only 20 hours left of our friendship. It's why true. am I going to make an extra key? <laughs> but the, the, as I was leaving the courtyard, I'm like, let me just ask Lost and Found. I mean, there's no reason why the front desk would have my keys yeah. since I clearly left them in my room someplace I couldn't find. Right. And they start. I, they started having me describe them, and the, her lady, the lady's eyes lit up, and she held them up. She's like, "We've been wondering whose keys these were for days. Where did you? Where did they find I them? I guess they just fell out of my backpack, which oh, which had the shirts in it. <laughs> 
Because they were in my secret let's, compartment. Let's, yeah, I was going to blame, blame you. Let's blame it on the shirts. Uh, no, and you are the shirt, so I do blame you. <laughs> I am the shirt. <laughs> and uh, and it, they just fell out near the uh, the Frito-Lays I was eyeing all week. <laughs> we're at the concession stand near the front desk. Right. And um, so somebody turned them in. They've had them for several days, and they're, they're like, how's this person getting around? There's car keys here. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that would have been a bad set of... That would have been a bad set to lose. Yes, that would have. It would have cost a couple hundred to replace. To replace a car key, the a fob. That's you could have made a, that about one hundred and fifty bucks. Right, which what you would have made if you would have sold those shirts. God damn Boom. it! Right back at you. I'm, how much <laughs> further? How much longer? Another five. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, what are you doing this week? How many sets? What do you got? Mm, not much. You're going I, up on Friday. I, Friday and Saturday, and I think. Um, when this comes out, what are you doing? Uh. Oh, we got to start doing that, plugging stuff before we do it instead yeah, of Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Remember that? Yes. It's a, I'm going, I'm doing a Vancouver. I'm yeah. doing weird sort of small theaters. Cool. One in Vancouver, yeah. one in Seattle, and mm-hmm. one in Portland. Yeah. The Curious Theater oh, neat. Oh, is yeah, helping me set good. it up. Stacy Halal. And um, so Vancouver, BC. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's. I think, uh, is it on like the, tw- oh, it's right on my birthday. Oh, so nice. it's on like the, the July 20th, 21st, 22nd, that week. And if you, and I just updated my website. So go to JackieCation.com and you can buy a combo of all of my CDs and DVDs okay. and So today, whatever. tonight, uh, if it's, you're listening to this on the 10th of July, I'm doing the dime, uh, which is Adam Hunter's gig at that bar, that bar gig that always sounds like it's going to be awful, but it's Oh yeah, but it's fun, always fun. Yeah. Shockingly fun. And then, um, hey, you could probably drop in and do five on that one. Have you? On the 10th? Yeah, I have. I, I only have a 10 p.m. lab. Yeah, improv lab set. Totally. That night. All right. Um, I'll give you if there's no room. I'll give you five in my set. But I'm ah. sure. I'm sure he's he he has like 20 comics on, and people always fall out. Right, you right. Get a hold of him. Okay. Um, and then uh, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. I don't have anything. I'm doing uh, a pleasure chest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you going to grab bookstore? something for your man? I might grab something. Uh, no, I I never I always look for stuff at the dirty bookstore and I never find anything. I'm like a toy. I, I don't want to tie him up. I don't want to do anything. Uh, I bought a vibrator there, my first ever vibrator, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, vibrators are great. You guys might want to get out there, <laughs> knock yourselves out. I never. Not bad. I was a hundred years old and I bought a vibrator. You guys. And, I won't uh, have one out, with my mother in the house. Uh, wow. Well. Um, so on the t- on Wednesday the twelfth, I'm doing uh, Love It or Leave It, which is John Lovett's podcast at the oh, Improv. What time is that? It's a political podcast. It's ooh, maybe eight p.m. I don't know. Is it after my Conan set? No, it's on the tenth. It's, it's a- on the twelfth. Oh, you're, you're you're right. I'm doing Conan on uh, July twelfth. You guys. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Because when they contacted me about it, I almost said I'm <laughs> I'm booked because I have your date in my head so much. Right. Because we I'm are. Like, no, wait. I'm doing me. that on the in the afternoon because we tape at four thirty, and then I'm like, I'm not doing it. I need to right. get my own. So, and then I'm doing something called Laughter House Five, um, on the on the Thursday. It's cool. at it's at uh, Book Show, which is a Figueroa. You know, whenever on I'm the on the thirteenth, on the thirteenth, it's a. Um, oh, that's when that's when you're fucking taking your clothes off, right? That's it's, it. It's finally you're out of this corset. Exactly. Right? Yes. I'm uh, at the Wiltern on the thirteenth. What? Yes. Why? Opening for doing. I don't Who's know. Who's opening for you? What I just have Wiltern Facebook Patrick Nay. I, I, oh, okay. This is how I 
the gig, at how they contacted me, and who yeah. contacted me, so I can I can uh, immediately. So you can find it. Yes, it's why I insist that whenever anybody tries <laughs> to book me on Facebook, that you email me all booking items. Jackie yeah. at JackieCation I did receive two emails from people who said, "Hey, I'm sending you my uh, my set because because of last week," and I said, "Please don't send you send me your set." <laughs> and uh, but they they offered me sets, and then I'm doing some a Sean Conroy gig on the 15th. Oh, cool. Um, I've known Sean a long time, since New York. He went to grade school with one of my best friends. Interesting. In New York Sort of. But here's my point. (laughs) It's sort of interesting. Uh, I'm so sorry for laughing so much. If anyone could, if you could pre-order my book, Dead People Suck, on Amazon, that's great. You have to know I'm fucking working this thing. I'm polishing this gem like it's the most important diamond that will ever be on If you liked her set and the amount of work that went into that, <laughs> you'll probably like this You will book. enjoy this book. And it's only 15 bucks, and pre-sales really, really help. So And Shitty Mom is really funny, so you should get yeah. shit, old-timey Shitty Mom. Check out Shitty Mom. You could read yeah. some excerpts, I'm sure, and go, hey, she's going to talk about death like she did that. Yeah, that's it. And watch my Conan on the 12th. Yay! And, um, I'm so excited! And uh, and tell SiriusXM to play my music, because I got a low sound exchange check last week. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! I know it's weird. It's the the guy, the programming guy at Sound Exchange uh, quit. So and are they uh, replacing him? Well, I Wait, assume they're Sound Exchange him. or Sirius. Sirius. Oh, yeah. the guy at Sirius. Yeah, the guy at Sirius quit. And uh, I don't know that they've replaced him yet. The programming guy, comedy programming. How guy. about we get a, a female programmer in there? Be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, we love uh, women supporting women, so get out there and uh, do that. Yeah, okay, bye. Enough. Now leaving Nerdist.com.